Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. I'm super excited. We have uh, original star of The Hills, Audrina Patridge, who's also got a new book out called Choices uh, to the Hills and Back Again. Audrina, my book is bookmarked all over the place because I was I was taking notes as I was reading. How are oh, you today? I'm good. I'm so glad that you read it. What did you yes. think? <laughs> I, I, I loved it, but I also was like, it was heavier than I thought it was going to be. I think I had so known some passing stuff about your relationship with your ex, but I really have to commend you for how open you were in the book, because I think that's going to help a lot of people who are dealing with various situations in their relationships or dealing with abuse in relationships. And, and I imagine that must be hard to put out there, but I, I think it's going to help a lot of people. How are you feeling about all that heaviness? The reason why I wanted to include that, you know, it's no secret I was in a toxic relationship or two. Um, but I just want to, I want people to feel like they're not alone, that not to be ashamed or humil- feel humiliated or like you're alone, like you're not. And so when I started getting so many messages on my Instagram and DMs of, of how people were relating to what I went through and how they watched me on the show and saw me crying. And like, I didn't even get into the nitty gritty on that show, but all you have to do is Google and everything's out there, everything. But I just put it all in one place. Um, And that's why I was like, gosh, instead of responding back to each person, it's like so repetitive. And that's kind of what urged me to be like, you know what, maybe I, this was a huge part of my life. Like I need to include this in my book and I want it to help people and to inspire them. And hopefully someone will get something from it in whatever way that'll be. But I just want to use what I've been through to help other people. Right. And you mentioned on the show, I think you're referring to the Hills, the reboot that aired for two seasons on MTV. And I was curious, I watched all of those episodes and I wondered, it, it always seemed like everyone was holding back a little bit. Did you feel like everyone was holding back a little bit? Were you more conscious that time around uh, on reality TV? Yes. I think at this point, you know, in comparison to what we used to be like, Back then, we had no responsibilities. We didn't have an image to upkeep or, you know, like we were young, wild and free and and just like, woo, it's all about fun. Like, who cares what we look like? (laughs) Now it's like, no, we have to get up in the morning because we have kids and I have a whole work day or I have this to do. Like, it's not like it used to be. So we definitely, I think, held back in our own different ways. And we all were very aware of what we were being asked to do or what was trying to be manipulated or instigated. So we're just very seasoned and we're on to the producers so they can't get away with what they normally could have. Um, And then I know, and, and I held back because I mean, I did, but I didn't like, there was a lot of things in my life going on that I just could not 
put on the show. And so therefore, that's why it led into me having a few storylines because I just couldn't talk about certain things. What happened with season two? So wasn't, didn't you all film, excuse me, for a a couple of weeks and then it was scrapped because of COVID and then you started filming again or something like that? Yes. It seemed like a big old mess, Adrena. And I watched every episode, but it seemed like a big old mess. It was a huge mess. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, well, even before we filmed so much and we, we were in with the, like, we had a flow going, it was all so natural. Everyone was game, like open, ready to make a good show. And then COVID happened. And then we got shut down for eight months to nine months. You know, we're all isolated. And then we started filming during COVID, but we weren't allowed to go out. So we had to film at each other's houses or in yards or only outside and only within our group of friends, which was, there's only so much drama and fighting that can happen between all of us and different storylines. And, you know, it was really hard. It was hard yeah. during COVID. I feel like that really kind of set us back. Uh, I want to ask one more Hills question and then we'll get to the book and then we'll probably come, come back yeah. to the Hills afterwards. But uh, I want to ask you about a deleted scene that sort of lives on, on the internet. And it's uh, a scene where you're sitting down with another cast member and they're, you're talking about the end of the world. And your response is, uh, this is crazy how all this is happening when Lauren's not here. Uh, do you remember this deleted scene? Have you seen it pop up on the internet? I know amongst the uh, yeah. gay community, we use it I've- a lot. <laughs> So I just, I just saw it actually about this whole CERN going on. People are using it like in response to CERN. Um, and I saw it and I was like, oh my God, I don't even remember that scene. That it's was so a Kiara. I don't, I think it must've been about Lauren was gone somewhere, but there was a lot of drama. I don't, I need to go back. You know, actually we're doing the Hills podcast. So I'll get to that okay. because we're going to do deleted scenes, hopefully too. Oh, and you have to dive it. into that one because it's just really, I mean, it's iconic and it's, <laughs> it's so funny. And it's like a very serious topic you're both talking about. And you're just like, it's crazy how all this is happening when Lauren's on here. And it feels as a viewer and as a reality TV expert, I, I often think oh, there, there had to have been a producer being like, you have to get this line out or somebody's telling you, you have to get this line out so we can somehow tie it back to Elsie. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it was about something and they put it together in a way that made it like, like it is. So I need good. to go back and watch it. That's too funny. It's so good. Um, okay. So there's some other juicy relationships you sort of touch on in the book. And I got to get some more information because I am a huge Chris Pine lover and you had a little, shall we say, dalliance with Chris Pine. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And so tell me about him. What's he like? He seems sort of quirky to me. And is he quirky? Like, what's he like? Chris was, he's such an amazing guy. I mean, he's quirky. He's romantic. He's intelligent. He's an, he's so talented. Um, And He's just, he's so talented in so many ways. He's just like an all around, such a good guy, good person. And he's so grounded. Mm. He dated someone else from a a Vanderpump Rules uh, veil. And I always think of this like sort of alternate universe where Chris Pine was either on the Hills or on Vanderpump Rules or some (laughs) some reality TV show. And I I wish it happened. Uh, Okay. Chase Crawford too. Chase, I, you know, the gays love Chase, Chase Crawford. And uh, he was rumored to be with Lauren back in the day too. Am I making that up? 
I don't even know. I there think was a fake thing. I honestly don't know if him and Lauren were together. Like I never, I, when I was friends with Lauren, they were never together. So I don't know. Right. Right. But we were never like together. We hung out. We hadn't yeah. seen each other in a long time. I talk about that in the book. It's very, Chase is an amazing guy. He's handsome and he's the same. He's like such a good guy. So were yeah. there any almost famous relationships that I should know about? Like you, you talk in the, ones? you talk in the book about Chris Pine and Chase Crawford. Are there any others that I need to be aware of? <laughs> um, I don't know. I can't really. Cause I imagine back in the day, <laughs> like I, I have this fantasy of all of you at Ledoux, like all the young Hollywood people. And I was living in Ohio, but I think about like Ledoux was the place to be. And I feel like all the celebrities were there, especially all the Hills cast members. You were all, yeah. you know, the hot young people. Um, so I just, I, I like to imagine there was all this sort of cross pollination amongst the celebrities. <laughs> cross pollination. <laughs> I love that you put it like that. Um, I was with Justin most of the time. Um, but I'm trying to think who else. Like, or someone that like hit on you one night at Ledoux that you're like, it didn't happen, but it almost happened. Was there a Leonardo DiCaprio get, situation? I think I talked about that in the book. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was, that's what I was going for. The Leonardo um, DiCaprio. Leo, yeah. I think there's a lot of flirting and a lot of meeting different people that are in your circle and you kind of understand, but it's very private. Um, you know, and this wasn't, this is not a tell all book. It's just, I touched base on like certain people that I did run into or talk to, but yeah, him or, oh my gosh, let me get back to that. Okay. I can't you, think of anyone you'll else. You'll DM me. You'll DM me. I'll right? DM okay. you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, after the Hills wrapped the first time you did a show on VH1 called Audrina. Uh, you talk about that in a little bit in the book, but like, tell me what was that experience like going from what seemed like very, I don't want to say fully scripted show. Obviously you weren't told exactly what to say on the Hills, but like it seemed obviously much more scripted than your show on VH1. Yeah. So what was that shift like? Um, my show on VH1 was, it was with my family, which was very different because, you know, I kind of thought like I wanted it to be light and fun and like just all of us being a family and this and that. And then it kind of turned a little bit, but it was fun filming with my family because I could see them more often. Um, but I just did not like how it kind of changed our family dynamic. And especially with my mom and sister. And because I was an executive producer on it, I didn't have any say in the editing. Like that had nothing to do with that. So when certain episodes came out and you know things were shown that my sister, someone didn't really want to be shown, I it's like we butted heads because of it. It's really hard when you're filming with your family. Like, I don't know how the Kardashians do it, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's good to work with family. Like I, I strongly believe it's like families should not work together in any capacity. Yeah. There's just a lot of feelings there and emotions and things, especially like with my family, they don't, they supported me in so many ways and watched me on the Hills they didn't know what they were getting themselves into. And I gave, I was like, just be yourself, you know, but whenever a camera's in front of you and there's people around kind of directing you and giving you guidance, um, there's something in you or with some people that flips 
and yeah. like you're not really yourself you're either holding back or you're super awkward or you say the wrong things because you're so nervous so it takes a long time to get used to the cameras and just being comfortable and so yeah there's a video that popped up of your mom on like Hollywood TV back in the day that was sort of an infamous paparazzi video of her outside yeah. of Beso. And I'm curious, how did that feel for you? Because I mean, you mentioned your family is coming into filming a show like Audrina without the experience that you had of filming something like The Hills. And so, of course, people are acting a little different or, or, you know, it's, it's an, it's a change for them. So what yeah. was, what was that like for you to see that pop up and, and kind of show up everywhere? I mean, I'm so protective over my family. So it made me sad to see my mom feel so hurt by it. Um, just because she read the comments and the comments are really mean from people, but then other people are like, I love your mom. She's got personality. I think it's so I funny. Would, I think I it's so the funny. Same thing about my baby. My baby's a star too, you know? Um, but it just, yeah, some people, I always wondered if you could like laugh at that because I think it is funny and she is complimenting you. She's saying you should yeah. have been dancing with the stars. My baby's a star. You know, she's proud. I know. I love my mom and she is proud. She has no filter. She is who she is. And who cares? Like, I feel like if that would have came out now, people would have been like, yes. But because it came back then and people were in such a different mental state, they were so judgment- judgmental and more mean and just like they would pick you apart and like, say really terrible things and it was so different but we laugh about it now (laughs) yeah we look back on that time of the hills and especially how the media treated women and i wonder if you've been able to get some perspective on it because um women between 2000 2000 i mean really all the time women are treated terribly by the media but, but i think especially 2000 to 2010 which was like the height of the hills uh, and we look back on that time and we've learned things and some lessons we haven't learned, but I wonder how you look back because you were in sort of the eye of that storm. And Yeah. I mean, I was body shamed all the time and, you know, growing up, I, I learned how to keep myself in a bubble, not read the comments. Don't listen to what anyone says, walk everyone else out. No one matters, but who's in my circle just to protect my heart and my soul, you know? Um, but yeah, it was hurtful. And like, I was body shamed a lot or judged. And if I went on more than a few dates, I was called certain names. And it's like, just because I went on these dates with these guys doesn't mean I slept with them. Like, so you're going to put me in this category. You know, it's just so it's so hard sometimes being a woman and just trying to live your life and live freely and happily and like, date date around it doesn't mean you're sleeping around you might be dating getting to know people but that's what dating is about right where you right. find the right one you want to date enough guys to be like no i didn't like that about him i like that about him now i'm going to find the full package you know mm-hmm. it's it's hard because you're constantly put on this pedestal to be perfect and like everything that comes out of your mouth if it's not said the right way you're going to get judged and picked apart and yeah, it's hard. I thought about it in the book because you talk about being offered Playboy and you said, I don't, you don't want to be sort of in that Playboy box. And I think uh, years later, almost, I, I don't even think Playboy is still in publication, like in the traditional sense, but I feel like years later, it, Playboy almost became an empowerment thing and it wasn't looked at yeah. the same way as it was maybe in the year 2000 or yeah. 2004 or something. And so I wonder I mean, how, how you sort of felt. Do you, do you look back and think, oh, I should have done Playboy or, you know? 
you know, I think back then it wasn't really looked at as in women empowerment and it was looked at in a very different way. And from what I was going through and trying to get out of this bubble of people characterizing me as this type of person that dates bad boys and like just this party girl that blah, blah, blah. Like I was like the last thing, like it'll just fuel the fire if I do this. And I'm trying to, to steer my image and who I am and what I, who I really am in a different direction and like show them this other side of me. So it was kind of came down to choosing, like, do I want to stay on this path and keep going? Or do I want to get off that path and like show people a different side of me? We have to take a quick break here. We'll be back with more from Audrina Patridge. I want to remind everyone that you can watch the interview over at the YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash Danny Pellegrino and the number one. Subscribe, follow, all of the things. You can also find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram. Get my book, How Do I Unremember This? I want to thank Acast, and we'll be right back. Ah, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, We use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire, and you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important, uh, so that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Everything Iconic. Uh, you also were doing a lot of on-camera work. Uh, I, you were in Scary Movie 5 and 
I think you wrote in the book, you were almost, uh, you had auditioned for burlesque with Christina Aguilera and Cher, which is yeah. a legendary movie. I love that movie. Um, was, was that like sort of one of the bigger roles that kind of got away or was there anything that you were close to getting or auditioned for that um, you were close that to? Was, that was probably one of the biggest roles I auditioned for just because it was such a, a part that would be, it was like a big part in the movie. Um, but I was, it was the so, Juliana Huff role, right? Yes, yeah. She okay. got it. Yeah. But I was so, so nervous. And I drank coffee because I was like, gosh, like maybe I'm so nervous, but I'm tired because we, I was out the night before filming and I was like, I'm just going to have a little bit of coffee. Bad idea. It made my nerves even worse. Of course. Um, yeah. And then I, yeah, it was just. Sometimes I have too much coffee before I record here and I I look back or I'm editing the episode. I'm like, I sound crazy. Right. Or you're talking super (laughs) fast and you're breathing. It's like, okay, okay, I'm ready. Ready. Okay. Let's go. It's like, (laughs) that was the worst audition I probably ever auditioned for. Like for me, like performing, but it was an experience. And that's, what's fun about going out in LA and, you know, going on these auditions and, and getting to have those opportunities when I filmed Sorority Row, I had the best time. I rumors was amazing. I made some good friends from that movie and like made memories that I'll never forget. Right. Uh, recently on a podcast, I think it was Nick Vile. I, I hope I'm saying that last name right. Yeah. But you had talked about filming the hills, and one of the things you sort of had spilled was that uh, oftentimes producers would bribe a lot of you to bring up storylines on camera with things like bags. And you had said Lowe had accepted a bag to confront Kristen on screen about drug use. And it became the storyline in the, uh, in the uh, magazines and everything. Uh, Did you hear from anyone after that? And also I'm curious what happened with the low of it all, because she was so anti the Hills reboot and I didn't understand why she didn't do the reboot. I don't know. I low, I don't really know low, so I can't speak for her, but no, I feel like that story was out a long time ago. So I, I haven't heard from anyone, but I remember it was in like us weekly or one of the magazines um, because it was like a headline of this, what happened in the show and like everything. It was like, it was pretty big, <laughs> but as far as low, like I have no idea why she, I don't think she was liked um, by a by lot production. of people because well, I think by a lot of the cast because of all the smack she was talking about everyone. So I didn't like probably, how she, I had seen an interview and it's, I didn't like how she had acted above it before it sort of even started the reboot. And I was just like, really like what? Come on. I mean, I don't know. I think there's a lot of people that that ego and arrogance develops where they're too good for people or too good for something. But it's like, at the end of the day, we're all the same. Come on. Like mm-hmm. we all go through these life decisions and situations and who are you to judge or think you're better than anyone else? You must get annoyed with this question, but I have to ask it. But when's the last time you talked to Lauren? Do you ever shoot a message to each other or run into each I other? I don't even know. I've had so many new numbers since then that I don't even know what her number is. But the last time I saw her was at Disney on ice with when I was there with Kira and she was there with her little boy and I met her and her son and we talked for a minute and it was really nice catching up for a minute. You know, it's like our past is the past. Like we've been through so much together, but it's like, we've all grown so much and we're adults and so mature now. And it seems like a lifetime ago. Like it doesn't even seem like it was this life. It's crazy. 
Uh, do you watch other reality TV? Do you watch Housewives or Bravo or any of that kind of stuff? Honestly, no. With my six-year-old daughter, I just we kind of watch a lot of kids stuff. Yeah. So you haven't heard the breaking news that Jen Shaw pleaded guilty in her case. You haven't been following. I don't know about, I don't even know who that is. (laughs) That's okay. It's okay. (laughs) No idea. Um, Do you watch any, do you ever watch like scripted stuff? Like do you, is there anything you watch that you like? So I I love like medieval period pieces. So I love the Vikings and I love last, the last kingdom. Um, And then I watch, I love a lot of the interior design shows. So I'll just turn HGTV on and watch that. And then Goop, they had a Netflix series. So I watched that, which was really cool. But that, yeah, aside from that, it's like, I honestly don't really have time to watch TV. I'm a full-time mom and it's all about my daughter. So we watch what she wants to watch or we're playing or we're running errands or I'm, I'm always multitasking. Right. Uh, because you talk about your ex in the book, I'm curious what the relationship is between the two of you now, you and Corey, do you have a good parenting relationship together or is it strained? Um, I don't really like to talk about it, but you know, we, I try to keep it strictly about it's strictly business, you know, and it's only about the visits with Kira, like when and where and that, and it's all done through an app called Talking Parents. So aside from that, if he texts me or says things, you know, it's, I have no interest. I, it's just about our daughter and that's it. Well, reading the book, I was, I was literally cheering along when you were, had the strength to get out of the relationship. It was, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I think I'm proud of you in a weird way. Thank um, you. Yeah, it was. I'm sure I took you guys on the journey with me, and so you I was kinda... surprised, Audrina. I was like, "This is pretty." You go there with it, which I I hate when I read a celebrity memoir and it's like they sort of skim past a lot of the heavier stuff because it's like we know stuff happened and we we want to yeah. know what happened. Otherwise, what's the point of reading the book? Yeah, I mean, and a lot of that stuff is like TMZ got it from the courthouse and from the police reports before I even walked out of the courthouse. So going through that and and having the world know things before I even knew it, and then not even having a chance to process it, but walking out of the courthouse and the cameras are there, it's like, it was so hard for me. Um, So, you know, and I, I didn't include a ton of this stuff that was in the reports from like the court or our divorce or the police report or any of that, because it was just so much of it. So I included as much as I could in the book to to give perspective and just more on what happened and what I was going through and how I was feeling. And, you know, it's, it's life and people go through really hard, traumatic things, but it shouldn't stop you from moving forward or living or get you in a depressed, ashamed, humiliating moment. I, I know I went through it. It did. I lost so much weight and I had to heal from it. It's taken me a lot of time to heal and get through a lot of things because I don't want to bring that into a new relationship. If so. somebody's in a relationship right now that they have that feeling in their gut that they need to get out, do you have any advice for them of of how to get through something like that? Yeah. You know, if you have that gut feeling, do not ignore it. And I tell Kira this too, in, in any situation, whether it's a relationship or a business or 
you're walking in a parking lot and you have this feeling someone's following you, someone might be following you. Like, mm. listen to that gut instinct, you know? Like, it's really about being in tune with yourself and trusting yourself because if you ignore it and you don't trust yourself and you're just like, no, it's fine. Like, I'm just going to get a, give it another shot. It doesn't get better. It just gets worse. It's right. only going to get worse. Right. There's that quote, I think it's Maya Angelou, when someone shows you who they are, believe them. And sometimes I think we can just turn a blind eye for too long. Yeah, trust um, them the first time. Um, okay, they're rebooting the hills. And I mean, I'm kind of pissed about it because I do feel a connection to all of you, even though I think season two was a definite flop for the reboot. Um, but will you be involved at all? Like if they were to call you and be like, hey, we want you to pop in at a party. I don't know. I honestly don't think they would have any of us pop in because it's such a younger cast. And I don't even think we know any of the cast. They're all new people, like new 20 something year olds. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Honestly, it would depend on the circumstance and like the scene and what it is. Uh, What's your relationship with Heidi and Spencer like now? It seemed like towards the end, you guys had a lot of friction and uh, what's it like now? You know, um, my relationship has mostly always been with Heidi and, you know, we've been friends for so long. And, and what was really hard with the Hills is it got to the point where we were filming, but there's so many blurred lines. So the producers would tell me one thing and tell her another, or they would tell, she would tell me something, but then the producers would tell me something different and tell me like, why are you being so nice about her when she's saying all this stuff? We just filmed her on Monday. Stop being nice, like mm-hmm. stick up for yourself. And I'm like, what? So I was so, I didn't know who to trust. And it came to that when you watch it, you're like, oh my gosh, why did you say that? Or why did you do that? But then in my mind, it's like, okay, this is a TV show. We're basically like improv acting. And I know that some people on the show did show their real life and what they were really going through. But in my sense, I couldn't show my whole real life. So I had storylines. And because my whole real life couldn't be on the show, I had to stick to what the producers wanted me to do. So it kind of, it kind of like damp, put a damper on our, on our friendship, but we talked it out and we're fine. You know, after the show, we apologize and we're like, you know, I'm so sorry with what happened, what was said. And she said, you know, and she said the same thing. Like, I'm so sorry we had to go through that. Like, I would love to see you. So Heidi and I are fine. I'm so happy that she's pregnant. She's literally the best mom. She's so fun. She gave it all she could for this show to make it the best. And I know they think I'm boring, which I'm not really much of a reality person. I'm not confrontational. I'm not crazy. I'm not wild. Growing up, I wasn't the dramatic person that starting fights with everyone and egging it on. That's Even on the hills, you weren't really that person. No, yeah, and yeah, I yeah. am who I am. And I tried to step it up and do what they wanted me to do, but it's out of my character. It's not who I am. So it comes across weird and out of place. Yeah. So I'm not ashamed of who I am. And I don't know, people can have their opinion about me, but it doesn't... I know the reboot had different producers, but did you, all this stuff has come out. Obviously, Christine from Selling Sunset has talked about Adam DeVello. Like, do you find, did you find him sketchy or? Um, Adam, he was, you know, he was doing, I never, the situations and experiences that people are talking about him. I never experienced that stuff with Adam. Um, Adam was always straightforward to me. 
we got, we butted heads sometimes about certain things, but we leveled it out. And, you know, sometimes I felt like he was very manipulative and instigating things that I did not agree about or taking things that I was going through in my life and then giving that to someone else on the show. And it's like, Hey, that was my thing. Why'd you mm. give it to like, what are you doing? You know, like, was there a specific situation like that? Um, there's just different scenarios. Like I think when Kristen came on the show, I was talking to this guy I met at a show. I went to a show cause I'd go to a lot of shows as you guys know. And then this band, I was like, we got to get this band on. The guys are really cute. Like, let's bring them in, stir things up. Like, this is this would be a great, you know, I think it'd be good for the show. So they come on the show, but he's. I think it, it was for Kristen. And I was like, okay, so I'm just going to start giving you all my story ideas. Because I would literally write ideas down and send them ideas. And sometimes it would be for me or sometimes it would be for someone else, which I was like, okay, whatever. But at the same time, it's like, then what am I supposed to keep filming about Justin? Like, when can I change my story? That is not right. Uh, Okay. So you're doing a recap podcast. You got the book. Uh, Tell people about the book, the recap podcast, anything else you have going on that you want to plug? So I have my book coming out called Choices and Hills and Back Again. I was very vulnerable. As you know, I talked about everything as much as I could. Um, that comes out July 26th and I'll be at, um, the Grove doing a book signing July 28th and then in Jersey at book ends on July 26th. So if people want to come hang out and meet me and then, um, I have a podcast with Brody and Frankie that we've been doing and it's a Hills rewatch. Was it real? So we're taking everybody on this journey through the Hills and giving them behind the scenes. I almost said BTS behind the scenes giving them the scoop, spilling the tea, giving them deleted scenes, experiences. We've had different producers from first and second season come on to give their perspective of why they did certain scenes the way they did and what the real story was behind it. So it's really interesting. And they fact check us and we're like, wait, no, that didn't happen. They're like, oh, actually it did happen. And this is how it happened. And it's like, oh my gosh. So then we have other celebrity fans come on. We have a confessional. We have fans ask questions. And um, and then we have people from the show come on. Jason's coming on. We have Brian and Jordan coming on from season one. Oh, my God. So, yeah, it's really funny. It, there's lots of laughs, I, lots of teasing, lots of stories. Look, we need Lauren to just come on and embrace it. Like, I'm tired of her not embracing the Hills. Like, we love the Hills. I know she's moved on. She's got a whole empire. But we just need her to come on the podcast and talk about an episode. I mean, her, Brody, and Frankie and I, we all had some really fun, amazing times going to Cabo and just some very memorable, fun, funny stories that if she did come on, you know, I could use her help, like calling the guys out because yeah, we were all there together. <laughs> and we would like it. We want to see it. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that 
thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y, dot com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Adrina, thank you so much for taking the time. The last two questions I ask all of my guests are uh, your favorite Mariah Carey song. And also, if you were choosing for People Magazine's Sexiest Man Alive, who would you choose? Favorite Mariah Carey song is um, Always Be My Baby. That's a, yeah. So good. I love that old good one. That's a classic. And then if I could choose someone to be on the cover of GQ. Of of People Magazine's Sexiest Man Alive. Like, who would you choose? Um, um, Right now, I'm really into Alexander Draymond. Love it. Adrena, thank you so much. Everyone's going to pick up your book, Choices, listen to the Rewatch podcast. And uh, thank you so much for taking the time. Truly a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye, Adrena. 